Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey there, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. What's going on today? How you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good, Cammie. You know, I just, I woke up. Um, I always wake up pretty early so I can have a little me time before I take Ken to school. But when I went to the bathroom, I looked in the mirror and I was just enamored and i just 30 solid mississippi seconds of just staring at the mirror uh one might call that what narcissism yes and cammy did you know that there's a greek origin to that word like almost i did all know that yeah <laughs> so yeah, the, I'm very subtly uh, alluding to what we're going to talk about today, and and that is the story of Narcissus or Narc, uh, Narcikos, if you want to go, you know, like super Greek with it. Um, this is a cool story too, and and uh, I love it. We this is our, our our second recent Greek one, I think, because we did sort of Damocles not too long ago, and while we touch on Greek and Roman myth a lot. We, we also cover a wide, a wide variety of topics. So if, if you're just joining us, you just started listening, we are touching on Greek myth, but we like to touch on anything from, God, the Yeti to Chupacabras, cryptids, all sorts of myths and legends. And so what we're going to do, Cami's going to give us a story, the story of Narcissus. Um, it's so wonderful. I've actually got a twofer today. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I because... noticed that there's different ways that it's told. Yeah, that um, story encompasses another myth that right. is probably fun to tell children or something. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> this is like etymology-packed episode here, like because of the nymph and, and all that stuff. So this will be really fun. But Cammie, uh, hit us with that story, and then we'll have a little discussion about it afterwards. Absolutely. So I used uh, classic myths to read aloud because it's easy to use that. Ooh. Can you read that? Um by William F. Russell. That's really cool. Yeah. Our story begins not with the youth himself, but with a nymph who suffered Hera's wrath. For when Hera came to seek vengeance on the nymphs, who Zeus was known to frequent, Echo was there, just at the threshold of the valley, to prevent the goddess from journeying further. She was a loquacious being, and talked for hours on all manner of subjects trivial to the gods. Hera, growing tired of her words, struck her with a curse where she could only speak when spoken to, and she could only repeat the words spoken to her. Echo had lived this way for a while and was growing used to mimicking the speech of others, but one day she spotted a young man who was too beautiful to be mortal. Yet here he was before her. She could not speak to him and dared not repeat his words, but followed him on his daily romps through the forest. After weeks of watching his journeys through the shadows of the woods, Echo was in love with him. One day, out of luck, he lost his hunting party and began to call out, asking if anyone was here. Echo replied, with here. He could not see her at first, so he called again. She stepped from the forest, repeating here. She ran to him and threw herself upon him, touching his strong arms and bronze neck, but she pushed her way but he pushed her away from and ran from her. Echo was heartbroken and she began to fade away until only her voice remained. She was known to lurk in the hills and valleys over the planet, traveling on the wind to new places. The other nymphs were disheartened by her fate, so they sought revenge. 
the nymphs prayed to the goddess Nemesis, who thought of a fast and sure punishment. She made Narcissus fall in love with himself. When he sees his reflection next, he will not be able to move from the spot and will waste away pining for himself. That day when he was hunting, he came upon a small creek, and when he looked into it to grab a sip of water, he saw the most beautiful man he had ever laid eyes on. He tried to encourage the water spirit to come to him, but then he realized it was his reflection in the water. He could not be more in love, and like young lovers often do, he forgot his task and need for food and drink and sat there by the creek staring at his love until he too wasted into nothing. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and you you nailed both of those, Echo and Nemesis, which I apparently Nemesis is like a big deal. Um Echo is a, is a nymph. So um <clears throat> what's the best way to describe a nymph? Uh like a fairy kind of person, like a lesser half not quite sort of a god. like a god without magic. Yeah, yeah. They're almost, I think they're considered like a different race almost. Um, in in that, so yeah, echo. Which you know, the word echo to repeat or hear something repeating. That's that. Although I don't know where why Hera was like you. Your your voice is so annoying. I'm gonna make you repeat everything I say and <laughs> well, mimic. Me. She stopped her from Having, getting revenge, like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, or catching him in the act or whatever. Right. But then, yeah, the goddess uh, Nemesis, she, she's a goddess of, of divine retribution and revenge. I mean, that pretty much speaks for itself um, that we could probably do a whole show on her. But that's a fun. I never realized like that those two were involved in this. And so, yeah, Narcissus um, or Narciso, Narcissus uh, is, is a way you'll kind of see it, too. Remember, the C and the K is kind of funky in Latin and, and Greek, especially when it came over to, to English. But this is this is a cool. So he's he's the son of a river god, um, so he he is divine himself, and he's so he's from uh, Thespis or Thespia. Oof, sorry, some Greek there. Thespia. I I went straight to theoi or theoi.com. That's one of the best websites that we ever get to use. Whenever I start with the Greek stuff, that's or Roman stuff. That's where I go because they've just got some really cool stuff uh, there to to give us the information we need. But yeah, he's the, the the son of the river god Cephisos or Cephasus, and and that's exactly it. He, he's described as just being a hunter, not I think a remarkable hunter, but a remarkable beauty of a man, like absolutely stunning. And and there's a handful of stories, but Ovid's um, is probably the most recited. That's I think what yours is based off of, um, essentially. Yeah. And. Mm -hmm. And that uh, is kind of where we get everything now. You know, we mentioned Ovid a lot. Um, Ovid was uh, around from 43 BC to around 18 AD, just to give you kind of a, an idea, so turn of the millennium, the times. And and he was he was a, a very prolific writer um, that kind of fused uh, everything um, then. But it looks like uh, Narcissus was around for quite some time. I, I kind of tried to see the earliest references for Narcissus. And we do have, uh, according to theoi.com, um, Callistratus was, uh, I think, a historian. Um, he, or oh, he was a Greek writer from 350 BC. And so it, it looks like Narcissus was around for quite some time, especially because that was the name of the, uh, the flower, uh, a daffodil. 
and it was its given name um, at that point. And that's that's really kind of where we get it. Uh, there's some sort of like suggestions about um, why that happened. Uh, one thing I really love, so there's one more uh, recent, not recent, it's from 180 AD, Pausanias, um, in his writing, The Description of Greece. So this is translated on Theoe.com, and I, I absolutely love this. So he apparently went to Greece. He kind of did a tour of Greece, which is really common for Romans. And he went to um, Thespis, and he, and he saw, went to the river Narcissus. And he was told the story of this man who, who apparently saw his reflection in the water and fell in love with himself. And this is what he wrote. But it is utter stupidity to imagine that a man old enough to fall in love was incapable of distinguishing a man from a man's reflection. So this this like learned Roman dude, he's like writing and he's just like, that's dumb. Like you can't do that. <laughs> and then but he, so it's just great because he's sort of recognizing like the 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 idea of, you know, gods and, and pastimes and things like that. Like, yeah, I mean, those are real. But like this story is kind of dumb. Um, and another thing from Pausanias that I really enjoyed was in it, later in that writing, he, he writes, uh, the flower Narcissus grew in my opinion before this. So he was, you know, the, the, the flower, the daffodil, uh, if we are to judge by the verses of Pamphos, uh, the Homeric, uh, hymn to Demeter, this poet was born many years before Narcissus, the thespian. And he says that Kore, uh, or Persephone, the daughter of Demeter, was carried off when she was playing and gathering flowers, and that the flowers by which she was deceived into being carried off were not violets, but the Narcissus. So if, if you don't, if you're not familiar with some of these stories, like I, I'm not familiar with Persephone being carried off um, or anything like that while playing with flowers, but I just think- Have we not covered that? We should cover that. Maybe, yeah. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't think so but i it, to me it's just really cool because this is like history 101 he's he's using primary sources like or or at least he's using like oral history um and and, and a primary source he's mentioning uh the homeric hymn to demeter and he's he's so he's trying to relegate whether uh the like the flower was it called Narcissus? Was the flower, you know, the chicken or the egg? Was it Narcissus and then the daffodil or the daffodil and then Narcissus? And so I just thought it's really cool that this guy who was touring Greece and writing about it used these, what was considered history, you know, to him. Um, this wasn't myth to him in 180 AD. And he was trying to like work it out the same way as a, a modern historian would. So I thought that was a, a really fascinating. He sounds like he part. just has always hated that myth. <clears throat> And <laughs> yeah, it's like well, his thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I reading, I've been reading more of the Robert Garland stuff and listening to his audiobooks. He's a great Greek uh, historian. And, and he talks about how, you know, Romans, like, they love to like belittle the Greeks, even though they were enamored with their culture. And I mean, obviously, they were absolutely enamored, like, oh, the Greeks are so stupid. I'm going to go spend like hundreds of dollars worth of whatever currency I have in while I tour all of Greece. And I'm just gonna be like, Oh, I'm so much better than them, but I'm going to buy all that. And, and that's another thing I'll, I'll post this in the YouTube video, or at least in a link. Um, we, there are like statues, uh, and things like that, but, um, they're, they're Greek, uh, they're, they're not the Greek originals, they're copies, Roman copies, which was extremely common, um, was to, for, to, you'd hire Greek, um, statue makers to to copy famous 
statues and so they'd be roman copies so we don't really have uh, many original uh things of that, that that depict him so it's it's kind of hard to say like how old but it, it looks like he's narcissist was definitely in the pantheon this story was was quite old and um it's really cool ancient eu um the great website uh they actually suggest that the the um oh no no was it ancient eu or britannica um it was it was a fear that this whole idea might be a fear of seeing your reflection i mean think about like you, you know you don't have access to a mirror um like you would you'd see it in the water and so there might have been some sort of like um thing like magic of, or something yeah to do with yeah that. like a, a just like a little scary thing of like seeing your reflection and how it's it's not good and so that this might have been sort of a, a a tale that either explains that or maybe the tale is kind of what what promoted that idea and so i thought that was really great um but yeah, so Narcissus is, is an older story uh, for the most part. It, it, we, that's where we get the name for the daffodil here. Um, it did it took off in, in like Roman culture too. The story was very popular. Um, oh yeah, here we go. It was Britannica, excuse me. So the story may have derived from the ancient Greek superstition, that's the word, <laughs> that it was unlucky or even fatal to see one's own reflection. And so... I don't know. It, it, it's really interesting, but apparently, uh, Narcissus and his his image and his story was more famous in Roman art than it was uh, in Greek. We don't know for sure, but he was definitely highlighted in a lot of frescoes and paintings and things like that. But yeah, it's a wonderful story. Um, lots involved there with Echo, Nemesis, Hera, and I just thought that was fantastic. Um, and it looks like too the the being turned uh, there's an idea of like turning into your namesake um so think of arachne turning into the spider the you know that kind of thing um there's this idea of of it being like a, a sympathetic metamorphosis uh is a word that theoi used um it's it's not uncommon in greek myth for this so this is why we call this that this is why that's that um you know, spiders are called arachne because arachne was turned into it. We didn't have a name for it before that. Um, so the daffodil was just flower, but then once Narcissus became it, now it's the daffodil. And I think that brings another reason why as uh, Pausanias would be like, that's not, that can't be right. It must have been that beforehand. <laughs> so really cool. I, I just, I, I liked this story for, for that connection there. I, obviously, we get these names, they have deep roots that, have a, a deep rich history in both Roman and Greek culture. And like I said, there's, there's definitely sources from 350 BC that talk about this. Ovid was, was later than that, but he's probably one of the more popular ones that sort of kind of cleaned up the story and, and gave it the same way we do. Narciss he, he can be seen, he depicted typically, you know, narcissistic is very negative. You don't want to be called a narcissist. I mean, unless you are one, then you do. <laughs> yeah. And then you just admit it. <laughs> Um, but in some cases he's not like, a, a, an ass he's, he's just a, a handsome looking guy. Like, and that's it. That's his only crime. But in many other stories, he does act like a pompous, you know, jerk. Everyone loves them. And he's just like, uh, that's, <laughs> that's it. So yeah. And he's a hunter. That's it, like <laughs> uh, half my sources mentioned that others are like, he's pretty. Don't worry about the hunting. 
<laughs> everyone was a hunter back then but yeah wonderful story i'm i'm a big fan of this one i i knew that narcissists that i knew that came from ancient greek but i didn't realize the story was so straightforward and fun for that um but thank you cammy for your rendition of uh narcissus poor echo <laughs> poor echo that's all I can yeah say. my source actually mentioned him hunting as well i don't know mm. if i put that in the story I you think did. I did okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah with the hunting party yeah yeah so which makes sense i mean you gotta eat yeah he's not he's not gonna eat daffodils that's <laughs> can't do that uh well i think that covers our coverage of the story of narcissus I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know if you have anything to add. Uh, mystery at Gmail is a great way to get directly in touch with us, but we've got our Facebook group and a bunch of other ways to, to get in touch with us, including a Discord that we created recently. There should be a link in the description, but also our Facebook group's a good way to find us as well. Um, I think that covers it, right, Cammy? I think so. Awesome. Well, everyone, we will see you next time.